This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me You not gonna do nothing, you are not above me I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Today, my friends, we are off and popping. It's a two-man show. That's it, man. That's just us. Another academy in the books, Burke. That's right. We managed to do it. I don't know how. I know. We got through it. We had a great, great, great group. We did have a good group. Very eager to learn. I, I agree. We had, uh, it was a very intriguing group by mm-hmm. my standards. Not because of anything bad necessarily, but uh, it was it was a wide array of people who like have looked at preflop, have never looked at preflop, yeah. feel players, studied players. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot of chaos day one and day two. I think we finally were able to wrap things up on day three. Really proud of everybody. The to see the 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 change from it's amazing from day one where it's like you know most everybody's flying without like just flying blind without much guidance. Mm-hmm. To day three where it's like they're actually mindful of like, oh, where does this hand fit in my range? It's insane to see that sort of transition, in my opinion. You know how I know that that they're getting better, especially like like their preflop construction? It's so I, I run graphics and it's uh, you know, my job gets easier throughout the academy because it's like it's you know, raising and calling and overcalling and, and doing all these different things. And I'm trying to keep up, and they're not thinking about anything. They're just playing at light speed. And then by day four, it's like, think about it, raise, fold, 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 three bet, fold, 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 call. Like I'm like, oh, this is so easy. <laughs> I love, I love how passionate you were getting about some of the gameplay. Yeah, like there were, <laughs> there were some spots where you know people are just like wilding out like they're clearly not taking their time or thinking about mm-hmm. anything and they're just like three betting a hand that doesn't even v pip at all or whatever <laughs> and you know like on the break or the next morning before everybody gets here it's like oh my god did you see palm in that situation there like what is going on bro yeah, right. take your time and think about it well yeah seriously you know it's like if you're not if you're playing at rocket speed you're not thinking about ranges. You're not thinking about right. your construction. You're not thinking about any SBR, any of these things. Yeah. Right? Like, if you're just literally clicking buttons yeah. in a live realm, then you're not a thinking player. Agreed. You're not, you're not being a thinking player in that uh, moment. I agree. Shout out to Tom, by the way. I wasn't actually calling no, you out. No, I, no. I was literally <laughs> reaching for a generic for name. A name, and it happened to be Tom. We did have a yeah, Tom, yes. We did have a Tom. Tom's, uh, Tom's a big uh, big guy. He, not a big guy. A big supporter of self he, He's a big Christ guy. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's a long... You know. yeah. uh, I'll also say, like, uh, more kudos to you in some regards. It's so nice for me, and I'm sure Hunt can speak to this as well, now that you are a lot more studied, mm-hmm. you're so much more of an aid beyond just uh, being able to, you know, get the bagels in the morning <laughs> and enter the graphics in the afternoon. That's good. Yeah. Like the, the, the way that you're able to kind of work the room 
uh, on breaks, early mm-hmm. mornings, stuff like that. Like they can confide in you with like hand histories now. Right. Whereas yeah. before you were just like the manager right. who's meant to get them a bottle of water whenever they're thirsty. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that's like a huge upside yeah. for anybody who's interested in the Academy. We do still have March seats available. Um, I don't have a graphic for that right now, but there are March seats. I believe, do you remember the dates? It is. It's the 18th to the 20th. Of course he remembers the dates. <laughs> you tell him, man. So March that's 18th right. to mm-hmm. the 20th, uh, you guys will have an opportunity to, why do I look like, uh, Drew Brees right now? What, what is going on right here? I don't, I don't understand. You, is that a shadow? Uh, maybe you're just losing your hair, bro. No, I mean, see that? It looks like a... Are you getting a little bald patch? I don't know. I, I, I got the Drew Brees thing going. It's been a tough few days. <laughs> it has been. I understand. Right. Uh, for any of you who would be interested in the Academy, you can head to academy.solferwide.io. Mm-hmm. We're going to show you a little preview. Just don't mind the dates because they have passed. Right. All right, just a quick reminder, if you guys are interested in the Academy, you can head to academy.solferwide.io. We have dates for March, March 13th to the 15th. We have uh, two dates in May, which include the MTT Academy as well as another standard cash Academy. And then we're going to be announcing dates for the fall. Uh, We're going to have one more standard cash Academy, I believe late September. We don't have those dates official yet. Don't schedule Um, it during a Steelers game. Uh, okay. okay. Relax, buddy. Uh, and then we will also have uh, an end of year academy for prior attendees. Uh, don't really have a name for it yet, but we used to call it the Elite Academy. It's basically going to pick up where the normal academy left off. We're going to start with post flop play and work our way through turns and rivers. Uh, that'll be a Poker Out Loud style academy. So yeah. for any of you out there who have previously attended that are interested in end of year sort of academy um stay tuned you'll be getting an email in the future speaking of the Steelers they thought they were going to escape because the season's over now no no come on we're going to talk about some Steelers they're not going to escape coach T (laughs) baby he's back he's back I'm not upset who would be upset oh a lot of people what is wrong look I love my Yinzer brethren right I do I truly do Mm -hmm. but I love them for all the reasons that they're hateable well the thing is I, I, I understand their frustration, right? Their frustration is we are supposed to be a top-level team and we are mediocre for the Steelers, right? We're still a winning team. We still have winning seasons, but we get to the playoffs and, or sometimes get to the playoffs and we lose. We don't make a deep run. We haven't won a playoff game since I literally don't remember. It's been 2017. Yeah, we lost been, the AFC Championship. Yeah, yeah. How could right. I forget? Yeah, to the Patriots. Correct. Yeah. Fuck. Look, yeah. So like people are frustrated, right? It's been six years. Sure. Right. 
Let me make a case for why it's ridiculous. I'm just making a case for them. I'm, I, and I I'm, still, I, I'm still manning their argument. I not, hear them. Not, I'm, I'm not on their side. Look, I hear them. I'm a Tom I hear guy. them loud and clear. Yeah. All right. Now, let me make a counter argument. We had a potential dynasty with the offensive line anchored by Pouncey, Alan Fanica, and the like. We had Alan Fanica. Yeah. You heard me right, Alan Fanica. He's in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah, that was a while ago. Wasn't that long ago? Alan you, Fanica was. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay, yes, that was a while ago. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking of the guy who went to the army. Um, ah, I can't think of his cool. name now. He he's like gonna end up probably being a Hall of Famer also. Okay, yeah. Uh, Villanueva. Villanueva. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. thank you. Okay, I was like, yeah, Fanica sorry. was a few years. Yeah. Back. Okay, yeah. Fanica was like you know end of Fanica the Titanica. Right. Okay. Anyway, uh, anchored by Pouncey uh, with. Um, you know, guys like Villanueva and others. The line was one of the best in the league. That was demonstrated by Le'Veon Bell's success mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh. Not to take anything away from Lev, but like a lot of that talent when it went elsewhere, it was clear that they were very talented players, but Mike T's system, mm -hmm. Mike T, the coach, like look at AB, for example, and, and even Lev to a certain degree, right? He managed to keep those egos in check when no one else could. Yeah. Tom Brady could not keep AB down. Right. Right. Bill Belichick could not keep AB in line. Uh, Lev Bell went to a Super Bowl potential winning Chiefs team. Could not be helpful to them, right? So you look at that talent, and they had a potential dynasty going all the way back to the early Palomalu years when they won the Super Bowl in uh, 2008, uh, followed by the Palomalu Ryan Clark years where they ended up going back to the Super Bowl and losing to the Packers in 2012. Then there's that long stretch where they... We're getting knocked out of the playoffs consistently, um, either in the AFC Championship or just prior, mm -hmm. right? Culminating in 2017, Ben's last real run at it, losing the AFC Championship to the Patriots. They were a dynasty during the greatest NFL dynasty of all time. Yeah, with the Patriots. Well, that's when you have. That's what I mean. When you have, like you said, those Hall of Famers. You didn't even mention Ben. Right, I didn't like, touch on a right, lot of the Hall of Famers. Right, of course. Like when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, you, you have a chance at being a dynasty, especially when the team is put together. Problem is Tom Brady and the Patriots. Right, right. So it's the same as Peyton. It's the same as Ben because they were both there during the majority of the Brady dynasty. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's unfortunate that that reign was so power heavy. Right. Yeah. Like if they're in the NFC. They might have gone to five more Super Bowls. Yeah. Maybe more. They might have rivaled the Patriots dynasty from the AFC if yeah. they were just in different conferences. Right. But instead, it was the Bills Chiefs now, right? Which mm -hmm. is a joke by comparison. Yeah, they would have just lost to Brady in the Super Bowl instead of the AFC Championship. Maybe. Every year. Right. Yeah, probably. But like, maybe not because <laughs> it's on a neutral site instead yeah. of having to go to New England every single fucking season. No, we lost. We lost at home once. Really? Uh, Had to be more. Or maybe once. we bookended it where we lost the first one and the last one to them maybe, at home. Maybe. But the majority of the time, the road went through New England, yeah. obviously. Yeah. We just, you know, we really didn't get the one seed very often. Anyway, point being is throughout all that, we still went to two Super Bowls. During the Brady era. during three. Or yeah, sorry, three. Yeah. Right? One, two. Right. During yeah. the Brady era, during the Peyton Manning era, during like the elite quarterback era that certainly is not what's taking place now. Mm -hmm. Now, the difference is... In the last five years, where we really haven't done anything, we haven't had a Hall of Fame quarterback, right? right? Ben was at the tail end of his career. His last two seasons were abysmal. 
The offensive coordinator was abysmal. It was a lot of not pushing anything down the offensive field. Offensive line was very bad. The offensive line has only got, gotten defense. progressively worse, right? The defense has been like patchworked, but we do have elite talent there, yeah, right? Of course. There's elite talent on the defensive line. There has been for the better part of 15 years. Mm-hmm. First Casey Hampton, then uh, gets taken over by Cam Hayward. Like we have big run stoppers. We have guys on the outside like TJ and now Highsmith. Uh, that are anchoring the the pass rush, right? We have all that. We even have Minka in the defensive backfield anchoring safety. The problem is that we lack the lockdown corner, but now we have JP Jr., one of the best lockdown corners in the league this year as a rookie. Mm -hmm. That's a real big high side, right? So we just have some holes to fill. They'll get the inside linebackers, right? Bush was a bust. They had a lot of injuries there this year. but Now we have the Hall of Fame quarterback, (laughs) <laughs> and Rudolph. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Point being uh, is, with all of that being said, the offensive line is getting better. Broderick Jones proved himself to be good this year. Yeah. The, the the run game came through after everybody was so critical of it. Najee is Najee. Jay Warren is is very good as well. The receiving core is not elite, but like, you know, one of the five to eight best receiving cores from a talent perspective, maybe not from a production perspective. What are we lacking though? And he's gonna lose his mind. Of course. But like <laughs> he can talk as much shit as he wants about like bottom line statistics, mm. but like everything's derived from one place, right? Run game is going to be derived by your offensive line. The pa- the pass game, the wide receivers, their stats are going to be reflective of the quarterback. And we just don't have an elite quarterback yet. Yeah. Whether or not Kenny becomes that guy is to be determined. But the point is, I don't think you can put an expectation higher on Tomlin than what he's managed to achieve with so much goddamn mediocrity. No, I agree. I agree. He really he really has. And it's just like for anyone out there like who thought he was not coming back, like do you not know the Steelers? Do it wasn't the Steelers that we were afraid of. I think the rumor that got out from Jay Glazer that, that Tomlin was gonna leave. Tomlin was interested in leaving. Yeah, no. Nah. He was eyeing the Washington job because nah. he has family in yeah, Virginia. That's, that's that, you know His what that is? There. That's a that's a story that the media needs to make up to Flood. get clicked. Yeah, Flood. yeah, exactly. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. That's right. Uh, and now there's no more doubt. Cleared up. Literally 24 hours later, cleared up. Boom. So I personally, as maybe like not the typical Yinzer, uh, as somebody who's a diehard, i thrilled. Like to me, people clown the Steelers for kind of hanging their hat on the loyalty thing. Mm-hmm. To me, I love it. That's what makes the team a dynasty. Yep. Right? Like we've never gone wrong this way. And I understand that there have been stretches, but man, it's like people forget the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, what Mike T has done throughout this whole Brady dynasty where he was competitive, then post Ben scenario where we're trying to transition. We've we've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks ever yeah. and put up six rings. Yeah. You know, like that's pretty impressive in a state of the game where it's now a passing driven league, a passing mm-hmm. driven league, right? So for me personally, like I'm just happy we're not in the Bubby Brista era. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was eight years old and I would go play touch football on Sunday because they were playing the Bengals and starting to get spanked by Boomer. And the thing is, is that like growing up when we were younger, the Steelers would always still be good, but they were never great. They were and third in the AFC. They would just, they would go to the AFC championship or they'd lose in the playoffs. Or, you know, they would never make, they'd go, they went to, they, they, oh, you they made their way so much. They made their way into the Super Bowl and then lost to um, you the know, Chargers. Yeah, or, no, or sorry, the uh, the Cowboys. The Cowboys lost to the Chargers they, the year before the, the, the AFC, AFC Championship. Championship but game. that was just like a, a very small pocket. You forget. Oh no no no! You no. forget the Oilers just dumping oh, on us yeah. for years. Okay, but that was when we were really young. 
Right? That was when we were like, it's like eight, two years nine, prior. Ten. That was like two yeah. years prior. Yeah, 1990, maybe. 1989. Yeah, those are, we were really young. <laughs> right? But I'm talking about the Neil O'Donnell years, the Tommy Maddox years, the. Um, yeah. Who do they have in between? Cordell. Oh, Kent Graham, right? Kent Graham was one year, yeah. Yeah, but like they had the, the and I always remember thinking, I was like, if we just had a, a, a good quarterback, like Enter these other teams. This that, is why I was so high on go, Cordell. I was like, we would just win Super Bowls. This is why I was yeah, so high on Cordell. He didn't get it done either. Right, and I'm afraid Kenny's going to be the same thing, yeah. but I'm still high on him. Like, the, mm -hmm. It's crazy to me the idea of the, like, we should be running a, a second-year quarterback out of town. Yeah. Like... He had to endure a shitty offensive line, a shitty offensive coordinator. He got hurt a bunch. Like, and he only played half a year his first year, and then he basically played a half. Or not, we played most three most quarters of this year. Three, yeah, three quarters of this year. But he was very right. restricted the first half of the year. Mm -hmm. Like they just weren't pushing the ball downfield. Right. Right. So I still have high hopes. Uh, rumors floating around the media, which again I think is fud, is that he lost the locker room and everybody's backing Mason. Uh, maybe if you look at Mason Rudolph and think he's a QB one, then you really have lost all hope. I, for this I team. don't mind if they. Make it a contest. Come, come. Uh, the the me either. But if he starts camp, game you know? one, uh, I I think we have a big problem. Yeah. There's way too many good quarterbacks in free agency to run Mason Rudolph off. Like that to me is just punting the season. It's like bringing Matt Canada back. <laughs> like, and that's no offense to Mason Rudolph. Yeah. I'm sure he's a great backup, mm -hmm. and I'm sure like there are some really down bad one or two win teams that went like maybe the Pats want him. Fine, go nuts. But like he's no Jimmy G backing Brady. You know, he was drafted to replace Roethlisberger. And it was very clear when we were putting Duck Hodges out there instead of him yeah. that he was not the guy. And mm -hmm. nothing has changed, in my opinion. Mm. He's played a lot better in these last four games than I've ever seen him play. So Wholeheartedly agree. So I don't know. You want to know why he looked better? Because he's a statue in the pocket. Maybe. He gave the offensive line a chance to actually pass yeah. block. They did a good job. Right. But he has, the, he has the threat of throwing the ball downfield. Not the Kenny Pickett doesn't have that threat. Like he doesn't have the arm. Like I don't like know Mason that he doesn't has. have the arm. He, uh, I, he does, I, does not have Mason Rudolph's arm. Yeah, maybe not. But yeah. like I, I don't think like you need a big arm in the NFL to push the ball downfield, mm -hmm. especially not with guys like we have fast guys, guys like Pickens who can catch contested balls. Yeah. I think it's more so that Kenny's so fidgety in the pocket. He's constantly looking to bounce out. And then make mm -hmm. the on the run throw for a ten yard dump instead of like standing, and, and you know Mason makes me very nervous as a statue in there also like he's taking some bad sacks and it's mm -hmm. only he reminds me so much of Tom Zach, <laughs> uh, and at that point I know we just lost the audience because I brought yeah. up Mike Tom Zach, so <laughs> I'm gonna pivot off of this yeah uh, we've into the Pirates because you know I'm not gonna, <laughs> I won't be watching a lot of the early Steeler games I'll be concentrated on the Pirates playoff run that's what I'm talking about baby I need a reason to get back to the bird so I I hope that actually does uh, come to fruition. We have some other big updates for you guys. Mm -hmm. um, today was a big day in the news. Uh, one Conrad Simpson. He has been uh, put in position to give up his uh, face. It's happened. It, it, it has happened. Uh, the slap heard around the world. Mm -hmm. I have sacrificed my slap. I've bequeathed it to the one and only Ryan DePaulo. Big shout out to Ryan. Mm -hmm. uh, I appreciate you doing uh, the dirty work for all of us. Um, you know, and by all of us, I mean me specifically. It's not that I didn't want to slap Conrad so much as uh, it's a lot more fun as the onlooker. Oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize I had transitioned here. So Today just, is your yeah. lucky day. I, Matt Berkey, will bequeath you my one lone slap of Conrad Simpson. Right in his stupid face. Stupid Do face. me justice and make sure your five fingers leave a mark 
on one Conrad Simpson's face. Thank you so much for reporting for duty. I appreciate you, as does the Only Friends podcast audience. Today, is leave a mark. <laughs> we obviously appreciate you, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're going to get to witness the glory that is Conrad getting slapped in the face. All right, so I lost the bet, basically. I had the Steelers losing sub eight and a half. They won 40 games because the refs suck, <laughs> and Berkey was supposed to slap me. He gifted his slap. To Ryan Apollo. But I don't want it. I, I mean, but you got it, my friend, so <laughs> slap the shit out of me and enjoy. I don't want to slap Conrad. I feel like I'm being a victim in this somehow, that something's going to happen to me. But ultimately, content is more important than not doing violence to your friends. It's true. And when a friend asks you to help with content, you say, say no more, fam. I'll be right there. All right, now slap me. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Give it to me. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it's funny. Funny. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank thank you for slapping me. You could punch me in the arm if it'll make you feel better, do it. <laughs> I mean, it's good to see you know Conrad up and breathing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big shout out to Poker Org for putting that together. Mm-hmm. I, I certainly appreciated it. Yeah. Uh, say no more to me. DePaulo, you did a great job. Um, you didn't let me down. The sound was nice. Yeah. You know? it, was a, it was a good, uh, uh-huh. you know, like a, like a, yeah. Like a, a, a little, yeah, a little smack. Yeah, a little, uh, a little, if you will, you know. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about out there, you know, a little, no, not like that. That see, that, that would have been disappointing, mm-hmm. you know, but you got to give him a little, you know, how's, how's your pimp pan? You know, a little, you, you got to go. Hey, you know. <laughs> that was so Italian of you. Hey, 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 yeah. Well, well, you know, Conrad, I mean, I hope you learned your lesson. Yeah, I'm sure don't, you didn't. Don't bet against the Steelers. Just don't go against the Steelers. What's wrong with you? <laughs> God, it's so, so dumb. It's just so beautiful. So dumb. It's so beautiful, man. Like uh, how how sweet the world. Maybe that's why I'm not so mad, and other Yinzer fans are. You know, because to me, this season was a it was, it was it was far a from a bust. <laughs> it was such a win. Yeah, Conrad got slapped in the face, and I got a playoff game out of it. Yeah. Like, what more could I ask for? Right, really. God bless. Really. Thank you, Mike T. All right. Um, want to remind you guys that there is a new episode of Poker Out Loud out, so be sure to head over to solveryy.io. We're going to give you a little sneak peek of a hand that was played this week. I might be fucking around a little bit and finding out in a four-bet pot here. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's take a little gander, shall we? We shall. 250 effective once again. My hand is going to four-bet every single time. Yeah, I think that we're just going to have a peel. It's going to be a little uncomfortable to navigate post. This is kind of a get the money now type board. It's going to put all of his high cards in hell, and then his overpairs are going to have to make a decision. 480. He has the set advantage on this texture. I think that that lands us with a check call. Don't think I get to play any leads on this card. It's really just a matter of do we turn this into a two street bluff? Feels close, I just don't know how much pressure we put on like queens. So I'm just gonna lean into the aggressive node. We are going to call and then assess rivers. Well, that's a FUD river.
They always get there. Oh, man, you love to see it. Hey, Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the bell. That's right. If you enjoy this type of content, a little poker out loud action, you know, you might want to see a little bit more of that. Support the channel. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Just throw it out there. You know, Nikki didn't get it out in the podcast enough yesterday. Nope, so not enough. Had to make sure that <laughs> had to make sure that we, we got an adequate amount of it today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what else do we got going on? There's uh, there's still Borgata series going on, I guess. Yeah. Um, it looks like they did a mystery bounty. Oh, of they did. Today. Uh, they we, did. We had a we had a big winner. So it was kind of crazy, right? Um, you you heard about the structure for this? I just heard that the uh, the the biggest bounty prize was twice as big as first place. Yeah, so seems like a lot. I guess uh, what ended up happening was it was a half a million dollar mystery bounty to to the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I don't know what the structure of the rest of the bounties were, but in my best estimate, that probably meant that they're they like guaranteed the top bounty prize and didn't get the turnout that they expected. Right. So I would imagine there was like a five hundred k and then like a fifty k, maybe or yeah. like a bunch of like fifty k and belows. Ones. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure what the buy-in was, but 500,000 is a lot, right? It's a lot. uh, You need a huge, huge field for something like this. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we we see a tweet here by Ronnie Barta that, uh, you know, indicated he wasn't exactly thrilled with the choice. He said, no single bounty should ever exceed first place in these mystery bounties. Bergata, 220K for first and 500K bounty is insane. World Series of Poker, 650K for first and a million dollar a million dollar bounty, not as bad because of how substantial a first is anyway. I disagree with that second point, um, but they did give away two $1 million bounties. Was that this year or was he talking about the first one? I thought mm. this year it was a million for first as well. Good question. But, you know, I, maybe I think that I think you may be referring to the first year they did it. Okay. The one that glance pulled, but I, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not exactly could be sure right. about that either. I just rec- I thought I recall it, be- it being a million to first. Very, very uh, possible that you're correct. I'm uh, shooting from the hip a little bit. I only have his tweet to reference, but yeah. uh, I still disagree. If there's that, you know, it's a pretty substantial gap between first and the bounty. Yeah. Um, he said, I'm sure some will disagree, but a quarter of the prize pool in one bounty question mark. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I tend to lean uh, very aggressively with Ronnie. I think that it's good to have a, a plethora of large bounties, mm-hmm. but not all concentrated to one single winner. Yeah, that's really never what you want. Whenever you're doing something that's relatively luck based, um, more specifically, if it creates a great disparity between the 500k bounty and then whatever the next one in line is, I also think that that's a big problem. Yeah, once it gets pulled, it gets it changes drastically. drastically changes changes right. the. Uh, this happened in the uh, 10k bounty that I played this summer that you know don't mean to brag but i went pretty <laughs> deep in i think about 12th um with like pro. yeah i came into day two with like eight bigs and i ended up pulling like six bounties <laughs> let's fucking go uh i think with like three tables left uh the two biggest bounties were still in play like right before dinner break the, two the biggest, biggest one was what a quarter million quarter million uh the second biggest i believe was 100k and there was a couple of them mm-hmm. and then a few 50ks uh, and what happened was people were saving their pools for dinner break. So at dinner break, all the remaining big bounties were pulled. And when we came back with like three tables, I think the next biggest bounty was like 25K. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly you immediately went from playing for chips 
in most spots because such a big chunk of the prize pool was still locked up in the bounties to immediately having massive ICM pressure. Yeah. Because first place was 750K. Right. Which now was like 10 or 12X the next biggest bounty remaining in play. Mm -hmm. So things got really weird really quickly because it was uncertain who was aware and who wasn't. Uh, and ultimately, like I ended up playing a couple of pots where I'm pretty sure that my opponent was just like still playing chip EV. And I kind of got effed pretty bad in spots where, like, otherwise ICM wise, it probably would have been avoided. Uh, not that that is has anything to do with anything. It's just that uh, when incentives become even less clear to the field, obviously that does leave room for an edge, but it also leaves room for, uh, let's say, a little bit of the destruction of the structure of the uh, of the field, right? Because, like, in this one, for example, where first is only a quarter million, now. You know, I don't know how many people were left when the 500K was pulled, but the bounties might have been worth like five buy-ins mm -hmm. at that point, maybe more, maybe like 10 on average. So you really have to try hard to pluck the big bounty because that's where all the EV lies, right? Once that thing's pulled, now maybe the bounties are worth like one and a half or two X yeah. your buy-in and you're sitting there playing for like, I don't know, 25 or 30 buy-ins up top. It's like, fuck, man. Like a lot of the EV of this event just got you know, chuck to one guy right? and listen to what he ultimately says whenever he pulls the bounty. <laughs> he said, not this time, Jeff. <laughs> Searching through them all. It's 500 oh! I told you, boy, God's timing is perfect timing. You knew it. I knew it. Let's do it. Y'all can take my chips. Y'all can take my chips. <laughs> 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 take my chips. He's over it. Close my eyes and all that. I gave myself three seconds. I said three, two, one, and whatever I picked up, I was like, that's it. I said three, two, one, and I was like, this is it. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's really good. Obviously, very happy for him. But, like, I think the reaction of, like, I don't care about this tournament anymore yeah. is pretty reasonable. Right. One. Yeah, he's like, take my chips. I don't care. I don't, uh, again, I don't know how many people were left in the field. But, like, the EV of his stack might have been, like, 4K. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. Where it's just like, you know what? I'm just going to go home and cash my fucking check. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Yeah, right. This seems great. Um, but, yeah, it does seem like the numbers have been pretty good out there. There have been some, like, you know, a little bit of pushback, uh, a little bit of complaining that maybe has been taking place. Uh, about the way things were ran. Um, early on in the event, I had uh, made a tweet in response to um, a, a tweet that one of the uh, one of the um, floor people or the tournament director, rather, uh, she had put out basically talking about the structure of the opening event. And what it basically came down to was they were making it very unclear how the flights were going to play out based off of field size, right? So they were not playing down to the money but uh, the smaller fields were playing fewer levels than the larger fields. And it wasn't clear in the messaging how they were going to handle that. Um, the response seemed a little bit tone deaf and wasn't, you know, very transparent. Eventually they got it right. So, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of corrected, put a, you know, clap emoji out, said good job for doing it. But uh, Angela Jordanson, um, she had kind of uh, taken to Twitter and had a little something to say. Let me see if I can find her tweet. 
Yeah. Nope. This is where it's usually my job to fill mm -hmm. empty space while Guapo's looking. Right, yeah. But here we exactly. are. Here we are. <laughs> I get it, bro. <laughs> I get it. Uh, uh -huh. Okay, let's see here. Did she take it down, maybe? Mm, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. I thought we had a screenshot of it. We That's do. Uh, that's harder for me to access. Oh, gotcha. She must have taken it down. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe the fact that she took it down means that I probably shouldn't bother reading it. Probably not. Um, but in any event, uh, basically, let's see. Maybe I can show it. There we go. Yeah. Oh, nope, that's the something else. Nope, that's also something else. Wow. This is fun. I just get to play with But stuff. basically she was saying that there, there people had to play like 24 hours, right? And yeah. She said, I hate to say this, but yeah. this has been the worst run series I've played in a long time. Bagging the MB, which I assume is... Mystery bounty. Mystery bounty, yeah. <laughs> At 15%, yeah. not in the money, but coming back to day two, eligible for bounties. Uh, I actually don't have a problem with that. It's just, it needs to be stated in the structure. If it wasn't prior, then that's obviously an issue. Yeah. Um, and World Series ran into the same issue with the 10K, where we were playing like, <laughs> it was so weird. The last two levels of the night in the 10K mystery bounty, they go... It was what? a secret bounty, remember? Correct. <laughs> it, it ended up literally being was a secret. Nobody knew what with, the structure with, was. With like two hours left to go, they're like, we're playing down to the money. And we're like, oh my God, Jesus, yeah. we're going to be here till 4 a.m. And, you know, people are making decisions based off that because there's like 17 or 18% of the field left. So it's clear that we're not going to get there in the next two hours. And then they go, we're going to play two more levels. And it's like, whoa, what are you talking about? Like, I've just been playing bubble strat. And then everybody's like, okay, like, you know, what does that mean? What about day two? They're like, well, you'll be eligible for a bounty if you make day two. And we're like, okay. So now everybody's like on lockdown again. And they're like, just yeah. kidding. Uh, we're playing the money again. And then they go like rug us again. And like, just kidding. So this happened like four times over the course of two hours. It's like, it has to be explicit in these mystery bounties, mm -hmm. what the structure is for the payouts and for the bounties, because so much of your decision uh, making process nearing whatever the bubble is for the bounties, right? Because they're not always the same as the bubble for the money. Whatever the bubble is in order to be eligible for the bounties, you, a lot of decisions go into that because accumulating chips and being able to knock people out once the Huge. bounties are eligible is massive, yeah. right? There's a lot of ICM implication there. So I understand her gripe if it was not made clear. If it was made clear, that's a different story. Uh, she said, tourney's going until 6 a.m. or later. One of them, one-day tournament, played 24 hours instead of bagging and having them come back. 11 a.m. to 11 a.m. That's... Hey. That's insane. Iron Man, baby. Let's nah. go. No, nah, I ain't about that. Come on. No uh, bathroom breaks either. They moved the, <laughs> they moved the big blinds to new uh, to open new tables right in the middle of hands. Um, I don't think that matters too much. It might be a little off-putting, but I, I think it's still fair. Uh, these are just a few examples. Running a series with these price points shouldn't be as learn as you go. I get it. I understand. Um, it seems as though there's some growing pains with BetMGM uh, as a whole taking over the now BetMGM series at the Brigada, which used to be WPT ran. Um, but I do have high hopes for the location and you know the overall growth of whatever series it is they choose to run, whether it's BetMGM or somebody else takes over. Mm -hmm. That player pool is so fucking big and so Huge. rich, right? <laughs> like most of it has just been going yeah. to Florida the last few years. Mm -hmm. And the Floridas have been sick. Huge. Crazy to me that Florida is running a competing series right now. Yeah, I don't think they recognize just how much of their clientele they pull from New York. 
And I guess we'll find out in the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe the inverse is happening where Brigada is getting hurt because they pull a lot of clientele from Florida. Uh, not really sure. But I do know that them cannibalizing one another definitely is not best for anyone involved. It would be right. nice if they ran back to back to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how much incentive there is to compete versus cooperate. But, you know, from my perspective as a player... And if I'm in these rooms that are looking to grow, I wouldn't be trying to squash one another. It seems pretty logical to play off of each other's backs. Yeah. It's just my thoughts, you know? Yep. Um, more poker is better. More poker is better. Uh, while we're talking poker, I guess uh, now would be a good time to get into uh, today's In the Muck. Mm-hmm. We have... It's not me. It, it's not... Even, even <laughs> I am not going to... Uh, Play the hand the way this one was played. That 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 I can attest to for sure is true. Um, we have a user submission today, so let's get to it. This is two thousand and uh, two thousand and twenty-two tortoise approved, not two thousand and twenty-four tortoise. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> okay, whatever, whatever floats your boat here. <laughs> Uh, so we do have an interesting one today. Um, let me let me just cue a couple things and then make sure I get it right. Oh, it's a it's a good one. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of spice here today. Yeah. There's there's no doubt about that one. Um, okay, so we have a user submission. It's going to be one three six no limit at the lodge. Uh, this particular instance is going to have be, a name from the user or no, or is it anonymous? It is Jonas. Okay, Big Jonas. shout out to Jonas. Thank you so much for submitting. We appreciate My you. My name is Jonas. His name is Jonas. Uh, okay. So we have uh, a fun hand where it's going to be small blind versus big blind uh, in a straddled pot. So one, three, six with a straddle. Uh, we are going to go ahead and get this one fired up for you all. So for everybody listening at home, uh, the villain is going to be in the small blind in this instance. The uh, hero is going to be in the middle blind and the straddle is going to be uninvolved. So action is going to fold around to the small blind and we are going to see an open of 20 at 136. A little bit on the small side here, about three and a half X, but fine. Um, the big blind, our hero, is going to three bet queens to 80 and they are incredibly deep. $2,100 effective Ooh. playing 136. So this is Texas, baby. That is a, that's a deep game. This is Texas, Texas, and we are not fucking around. Mm-hmm. All right? Um, so we're going to see a uh, three-bet here by, by Queens to 80 and a eventual call here by the villain. Pretty favorable flop, I would say, for middle pos- or sorry for the big blind here, the middle blind. Queen, Jack, Nine. We have Queens, no diamond. It's Queen of Clubs, Jack of Diamonds, Nine of Diamonds. So uh, straight available, straight flush draws available. There's going to be $166 in the pot. Villain is going to check. Our hero is going to bet third pot, $55. And Villain's going to hit him with it. He mm. comes with the, fa- with the half pot check raise, $250. And uh, we, have a, is nice. we have a decision here with Top Set. Um, I don't know how much three betting takes place here uh, with range or with this particular hand, but I do know that if we're going to have three bets, this one's pretty nice. Yeah. We unblock the queen X of diamonds, which is real nice. Mm-hmm. You know, you want them to have that queen 10. Right. That queen 10 ball. Exactly. Queen of diamonds. Well, ace queen of diamonds, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, king queen of diamonds. 
Those are nice hands to get a three bet in against. Yes, they are. Now, of course, you might run into the 10 8 or King 10 some of the time. You hate to see it, but. Yeah, but you have, you have outs. You're yeah. doing okay. Yeah. You're doing okay, Cuz. But our hero here, he's not going to play a three bet with this hand. And though we don't have the ability to ask him now, I would wager he probably doesn't play three bets much at all. And I feel like a lot of people don't play three bets with sets on coordinated boards. Yeah, I got to tell you, um, because we're three betting King 10 off here, I do feel like we need to have a three bet range. Let's say we shouldn't. Just right, right. I understand. Yeah. I'm just saying like we need right. to, when we're deriving, when we're devising uh strategies we have to think about what the nuts want to do mm -hmm. and if we have a king 10 one diamond like we're pretty happy to pump some fucking money in the yes. pot you know yes so we want to build around that well the second nuts would then just be like you know sets queens top sets is a pretty good spot yeah. so, anyway might not be playing any sort of three bet here so he elects the call mm. turn nine okay. of spades Makes it a little more comfortable okay pretty easy spot now we're <laughs> full uh, we have jacks really in the muck here. Yeah, we do. So he's going to go for a little more than third pot, uh, 250 into $666. And he's going to get met with a call. So this is about 40% pot and a call. Okay. River now, queen of diamonds. So final okay, board texture. Now. Final board texture is queen of clubs, jack of diamonds, nine of diamonds, nine of spades, queen of diamonds. There is $1,100 in the pot and we are $1,500 effective. Our villain, open rips. Okay, what's the problem? What is the problem? <laughs> so we are sitting there with quads. We have the quads. And the guy bets about 140% into us. Mm -hmm. Jam. Yep. Uh, so here's, here's what the post says. Read on villain is that he's a wreck. Okay. Pretty loose passive, but isn't just a mega whale. Uh, going a little bit further, he says... On the Queen of Diamonds River, small blind takes about three seconds and jams for about $1,600. Doesn't even count his stack. With the timing and the fact that it's like 500 big blinds, which isn't the right way to think about it. It's only 250 antis. Uh, but Rex don't think like that is what he's saying. So I'm facing basically a 500 big blind donk jam because he doesn't think Rex are able to adjust their stacks according mm -hmm. to the straddle. Uh, I ranged him super narrow. And I put him exactly on <laughs> King 10 of diamonds, 10, eight of diamonds or quad nines. Disclaimer. I've been playing mostly online 200 blitz for like my last eight months. And this is my first month back to the live streets. Do we think villain has any other hands here? If so, what hands does he have and why asking to help learn how to read villain live? If I ranged him correctly, we're not getting the proper odds to call. I show and tank fold he mucks now he's sort of correct in the sense of saying if uh whoops if i ranged him correctly we're not getting the right price to call because it's an over bet so basically mm -hmm. he needs to have one bluff for every uh value actually yeah for every value combination mm -hmm. uh or in this instance one worse value combo for right. every better which, value. He, which he does he has one worse and two better two better correct uh so that in but if he ever has anything literally else, anything else literally anything else bro how do we get this hand when i've just been harping about paying <laughs> just just pay bro, bro you, you got, got fucking quads man you got quads listen man. if not this then what really like it like like you said you or you're not trying to like avoid these coolers and when you're talking like yes or said or you know we're talking quads 
Yeah. Now we're trying to lose the minimum with quads. Where are we at here in this world? You, you did this to us. <laughs> I, know, I know. It's my fault. Tortoise approved, baby. <laughs> Gotta play like the tortoise. Where's the tortoise approved sign? <laughs> God damn it, Lamana. Oh, beware of the tortoise, baby. Beware. <laughs> You've you've definitely done this. I mean, to what us. is happening? We're trying to lose the minimum with quads. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, like, and I don't mean to like laugh in in Jonas's face. I, I really don't. I understand. Of course, well, no, we've been but, in pain before. But yes, yeah, I, I get it. Like, hey, like maybe the guy is very tight. Like, there are hands that beat you. There are legitimate combos that look do in beat the million you. dollar one drop uh, right. five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. Somebody made this exact fold with quad sevens to uh, John Morgan, mm -hmm. where nine ten of clubs was a straight flush. Yeah, so he put him on exactly one hand, and he folded. What John Morgan have? We don't know, but I would bet a lot of fucking money he had nine <laughs> ten of clubs. I would yeah. bet a lot of fucking money. Right, he had nine ten of clubs. However, I would also bet. That John Morgan would look at him like ace ten of clubs and just be like, "Well, I have a nut flush and fuck you." Yeah, you know, you don't have a straight flush, right? So I'm I'm gonna go, go for it. Mm -hmm. I'm all in. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I mean, you know, this seems like a non-spot, uh, and it seems very non-trivial, and I would tend to agree. I think what makes it difficult is the amount of risk that's taking place here. Uh, even if we adjust for the straddle, we're still playing a seven hundred big blind pot. Right yeah. now, no, I mean, it's deep. now look 700 big blind pots, especially in Texas, not nearly as rare as they may be in theory land. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I played a lot of six, 700 big blind pots in, uh, at, at the win, in the two, five game at the win. Yeah. Like it, they're, they're not as rare. As Shit just kind of spirals. Sometimes you, know? you just get 1500 in, in, in a two, five game or you get 900 in yeah. or Whatever they got in twenty one hundred dollars in. Sometimes people yeah. go, they be wilding, and you got yeah. the nuts. Yeah. In this instance, we only got the third or the second. No, the third nuts. Third nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and you know, look, I get it. I get it. We're afraid. If mm -hmm. we had a queen high flush and the ace high flush and king high flush were out there, would be a little. But there are many combos of those. Right. Not one of each. Yeah. You know, so it's a little bit different there. I understand. Look, I get it. Jonas, I feel you, but bro, you got to pay my guy. Mm -hmm. You got, and uh, I will say this though. I will say this. It would be easier to call with quad nines here than with quad Queens. Right. I think that that's abundantly clear. And if it's not, it really should be because when you have quad nines, your opponent can just have a, a queen. queen. Right. And just like go for it. Or more specifically, Queen have Queen Jack mm -hmm. and just think he has the absolute rocks. Right. Right. Even though he loses to three combos, like it is what it is. You could just get called by a worse queen, that type of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, with quad queens, it becomes a little bit more difficult because now there is absolutely no value. Now you actually have to look for bluffs. Right. right? Because there's no value that jams. Pocket mm -hmm. jacks don't jam. Right. So it's only quad nines and straight flushes which becomes a little bit of a problem. So should we look at the wizard or should I tell you my plight in a similar spot? Yeah. Go, um, yeah. Let, let's, let's, let's do yours first and then we'll, and then we'll. All right, team. So I'll be honest. I've been in the muck before. You have been. I was a naughty boy. Not uh, with quads though. No, not with quads. Not ever mm. with quads. That would be dumb. Um, Two years ago, I was playing. 
<laughs> narrator <laughs> it was quads. uh two years ago i was playing at the win 200 400 in the back room with jrb and the crew uh i had a nice session had all of myself picked up 150k was flying high. yummy flying baby mm-hmm. it was a good day game broke quick we didn't play that long four, sounds like you broke the game four hours maybe uh nah, not those stakes that's, that's true that's a good day but it's not it's by no stretch a great day yeah um, so I'm flying high, you know, I'm having a good time, but I find out there's a 51 game that's just running public really rare, but like, this is just after COVID we're still wearing masks. They had just taken down the plexiglass, mm-hmm. like shit's the wild, wild West. So I strap my mask on and I walk out there and I'm like, I don't know any of these people. <laughs> so I good. sit down. Yeah. And, uh, I buy them for 50 very quickly. I'm up like 70,000. I have like 120 K in front of me. And then this, uh, this hand happens. So the only scouting report I have is that this, this uh, group from Chicago is at the table. And uh, I don't know anything about them. I find out later that the guy I was playing against was a game runner. And he might be a little bit on the loose aggressive side, perhaps. <laughs> but we play this hand. Uh, and it was a weird one. All right. So I have pocket nines in the hijack. Folds to me. I open 300. The button calls. Small yeah, blind. The, Go ahead. The screen. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I don't. Yep, I'm just playing go. it like an idiot. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, I opened 300 from the hijack. The button calls. Big time whale that we built the game around calls out of the small blind, and the big blind folds. Flop. Ten nine nine two spades. Favorable for you. Decent flop. Not sure how I'm going to extract value. I'm debating whether or not I'm going to better check. Right. It's okay. Small blind leads half pot. Yeah. Why not? Out why of not? Flow. Out of flow. Right into my quads. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The button. He got a raise. You just called, huh? Yeah, I just, I, you know what? I thought I might trap him. Didn't want to fast play my way out of this one. Uh, so the button now, who is 70,000 effective with me, 700 big blinds effective. Let's put that into perspective for a second, guys. Yes. Okay. 700 big blinds mm-hmm. effective. He makes it 2K. Your boy got quads. All right. We're, feel, right? we're feeling good. Right. We're feeling we're good. liking and, the way this is transpiring. And, and listen, like, Ain't nobody flattened tens versus Berkey hijack open or no. cutoff open, whatever the fuck it was. Okay. So like button, he's full of shit. All right. This is, this is, this is nonsense. All right. Great. Small blind call. Oh, baby. Call somehow. I call. Yep. Let's go. Seven K in the middle. Okay. Turn offsuit seven. Check. I check. And I figure probably going to check around. Oh no. Oh, Hello. $10,000 oh my. in the 7K. We got an overbet coming. Are you thinking like, this can't be real? Like, is this, I is thought this? there was another nine in the deck. <laughs> I was like, like, oh, it's a foul deck. I'm not going to yeah, get any of like, this. I was like, motherfucker, I'm not even going to win any of this pot. He's just somehow yeah. going to have the nine of hearts in his hand. <laughs> this is brutal. Huh. So small blind finally comes to the senses and folds. I call. River. Jack of spades. Not Uh-oh. my favorite card. Well, you don't have the nuts anymore. I do not have the nuts anymore. Matter of fact, I somehow found my way to have the fourth nut <laughs> by one little dingly card falling off. Yeah. So I now lose to King Queen of Spades, which, you know, probably three bets pre, but who knows? I don't know this fucking guy. He's wearing a mask. I can't even identify him in a lineup. Yep. I lose the seven eight of spades. Mm-hmm. I lose the queen eight of spades. Mm-hmm. Queen eight of spades being the most probable of them all. Right. Because flatting the button, playing super, super aggro, yeah. turning the double gutty. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. it just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
So I check, you know, trying to figure out if I'm going to check jam or check call and don't get the option team. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, he just oh. smashes it. Hello. Smashes it right all, in my face. All in. All of it. Now, I didn't know what to do. All right. I'm, I'm not going to lie. You know what you should do? Call. Just pay. pay. Yeah, just fuck. <laughs> all right. So look, I say I don't know what I was going to do, but like really I was just having a funeral for the 60000 that I thought was about the torch. Right. It didn't feel good. It's like, yeah. great. Now I'm going to be fucking broke. I'm going to lose back half my winnings from fucking JRB's session, whatever. Like I'm, I'm bummed. I'm having a funeral for my hand, but I was at least courteous. 10 seconds into the tank, I go, I have quads. I have quads. <laughs> and uh, I'm strongly considering folding it, so I apologize for the amount of time that I'm about to take. But I don't know what the fuck's going on here, bro. Oh you just 2x jammed River, and I have quads. And he's got a mask on. You can't even see his face. Can't see his face. Jeez. 10's full, I don't even think exists. But if it does, how are we all in at this point? What do you right. want me to call with? Mm-hmm. I just have, like, King, Queen of Spades, bro. You know? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> So I'm like, really, uh, I'm really tanked here. Uh, and honestly, if I had to guess now, looking back on it, I bet he had queen seven of spades. Mm. That's a pretty nice one mm-hmm. to show up with. Um, although it's kind of overvaluing, right? Like it's, it's just a good hand. Yeah. You just have a flush. Right. What are you trying to get me to fold a boat? I would have. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, I fucking would. Actually, if I had 10, nine, it's really the same mm-hmm. as having quad nines. Maybe at ace eight of spades. Maybe. I thought about that too. I said maybe yeah. as they say this, but again, like what an overplay, right? What what calls? Yeah, but uh, you know, my king high flush is king queen. <laughs> True. You have the ace and the eight. Yeah. What's left? Yeah. You know, I might. I guess I have king seven. And, like I'm super wide. I get it, a, but like he might have just maybe been giga- an ace ten with the ace. Yeah, eights. he might have been giga blasting. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I finally after five minutes of nit rolling this poor son of a bitch. I apologize if you're listening. By the way. A uh, huge shout out to uh, to to Joe, who's friends with this man. That you know we've we've reminisced about this hand and how disgusting it is that it took longer than five seconds, let alone five right. minutes to call. I'm I've never been so fucking embarrassed about a hand before in my life. I bet. And I folded a. And full, you're the just pay guy. I have quads and in I've, the tank. And I folded a full house on TV. Yeah, deep in the PCA. Right. Yeah. I've still never been more embarrassed about a hand before in my life. Right. It was just, and nobody even got to see it. Right. Listen, it happens, man. It happens. So I knit rolled this poor bastard, and because I announced I'd quads ten seconds in, as soon as I put the chips out, his hand was already in the box. <laughs> Honestly, I'm uh, surprised he. I'm surprised he held you it. You didn't together. hit him with a. So what'd you have? <laughs> I'm actually surprised that he held it together and didn't just like muck right. midway through my tank. Like, yeah. I know you're fucking calling, man. Like, you have yeah. goddamn quads. Leave right. me alone. And just like, could you imagine what he's thinking? Like, oh my God, this fucking idiot might actually fold quads here. Like, because I mean, you, a- a- after like, you know, two, three minutes, he's got to think, oh, wow, like, he's really thinking about this. Mm-hmm. He might actually fold quads. I can't wait to windmill this in yeah. this idiot's face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then you just made the call. And I thought, well, broke his heart. at the end of the day, like <laughs> nobody calls like me, right? right? Like I fucking pay. I, I live up to my mantra of yes. just paying. Um, Sometimes it just takes you longer to get there than normal. Yeah, and honestly, if if anything was going through his head, it just had to be this guy really is the fucking worst, right? right? Like he's probably yeah. just thinking like, man, Berkey is truly as bad as advertised. Mm-hmm. Like who is worse than the guy who's nit rolling me with quad mm-hmm. nines on the fucking river? And the answer so, is no one. Yeah. Nobody, it's so me. You you empathize with Jonas. I do. You, you do. You you because you were in a kind of a similar spot. This guy just jams this over jam in your face. You're like, I mean, there's a couple different 
hands that beat me. Like, do I really want to just torch this all off? Like, right. I know exactly. I have quads, but man, but what do like, I do? you know, it's five or 250 big blinds, right? Bro, it's your regular. But he found game. the fold. Just <laughs> you reload. actually found the call. Yeah, so my guy found the fold. Yeah. Uh, his opponent just very quiet. He showed it, obviously, begging for some relief, and you know, rightfully so. Which also makes me think this guy that he described as a wreck, not a wreck, right? Because he didn't take a single ounce of pride or happiness in that fold. He just casually slid his cards in the mud. Oh, that's amazing. And like, what that is amazing. Like, a, I mean, someone folds quads to you right and you just slide your hand right into the muck like eh. and it's like whether you had it or not like you at least want to show one yeah bare minimum right you know so it's like mm -hmm. i think this guy's sharp i think this guy was like i cannot show him ace of diamonds jack of hearts here right like i'm just gonna keep getting away with murder from because mm -hmm. whatever he thinks about me i just want him to think that for eternity right right because I'm clearly getting one through, you know, mm -hmm. that type of shit. So, uh, let's take a look at what the wizard has to say about old Jonas's decision here. Uh, let's, let's get a little drum roll going. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Jonas. Uh, my apologies. As sir. Nikki would say, reject me, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's step through this one rather quickly. So we are using 200 big blind anti-ranges. Obviously, the stacked ups are a little bit deeper, so I adjusted the pot accordingly. We have the queen, jack, nine, two-tone board. It's going to play pure check by the small blind, of course. Uh, I adjusted it for B33. Solver prefers B25. Doesn't really matter. Uh, they both bet about two-thirds of the time and check one-third. You can see that Queens is nearly a pure bet, the exception being our exact combination. It does do a lot more checking. Uh, I imagine that's just due to the fact that we unblock um, Queen X of Diamonds, which maybe we just want to like double barrel into us on future streets. I'm not really sure. Um, I guess we want to have some set checkbacks. Mm -hmm. uh, nines actually check back quite often, um, specifically whenever uh, they are not spade heart which would be blocking the suited king queens or sorry the suited uh queen nines rather um so the the time that it bets the most is whenever your opponent cannot have queen nine suited basically is what it comes down to uh which queen nine suited any spades or hearts right right okay. the, well there's oh. none left oh yeah yeah. the board course. is club diamond yeah of course yeah so basically when you block your opponent from having queen nine suited you get to play nines very aggressively when you unblock them having queen nine suited you actually play it quite passively very strange phenomenon to me. I would do the exact opposite. Uh, I would think that when they have queen nine suited, I want to bet because mm -hmm. they could, you know, call. Um, <laughs> just, right. just me. Call me crazy. I don't really know. Uh, but I guess it has a lot more to do with the nine of clubs specifically because you block the back door nine axes. Yes. So it's probably more of that. It just happened to be a coincidence that it blocks queen nine suited. Uh, anywho. Um, B33 is reasonable. Uh, the check rate size is spot on. 50% was what the solver liked. And we see that it actually comes through here quite frequently, about 16.5% of the time. Um, it's mostly going to be built around value. So you see a lot of King 10 suited. This is coming in around 75% frequency. Uh, you see the 10 8 suited is about 50% frequency. When it's diamond or clubs, which is front door, back door draws, it's near pure. 10 8 of diamonds is actually a completely pure check raise. So we can actually technically eliminate want to get some or, money sorry. in with the nuts huh um right 
my apologies, we cannot eliminate that from the river range just yet. Right. King 10 of diamonds is only half, so we could actually cut that combo in half, which now makes it a lot more clear of a call with queens on the end. Um, because as played, maybe he only has one combo of straight flushes when it's all said and done, and one combo of quads, which is just fine. Um, okay, so the sizing's good. Our response, let's take a look. We actually are supposed to pure three bet our hand when we choose to bet it on the flop. Mm. Now, of course, this is a byproduct of it not betting all the time, and it's also a byproduct of unblocking queen X of diamonds. Right. I've locked it now to split 50-50 between call and raise so that we actually have this candidate on the end so we can see what it's supposed to do. Although I think you already know <laughs> what it's supposed to do. Moving forward, we do play a lot of calls. We also play a little bit of three bets, and the three bets are very large because we do it so infrequently. So uh, Ace-10 of diamonds does some three betting. King-10 uh, no diamonds um, does a fair amount of three betting. Uh, King-Queen actually is one of our highest frequency three bets. King-Queen of diamonds? Uh, actually, no, spades and hearts are doing the majority of it because I you think want you want to unblock... Diamonds? You want to unblock like the Queen-10 of yeah. diamond type hands. Yeah. Um, you know, queens are going to be uh, the second tier of our value it's going to be doing a lot of three betting specifically our candidate which is pure and then a little bit of tens is a bluff so it's going to take tens with a diamond uh specifically diamond club so block yeah, both block the front straight, and back door yeah. combo draws plus block and the it's straight. yeah and it's going to be doing a lot of bluffing with those okay yeah. so moving on now nine of spades on the turn we can see that small blind actually gets this pretty right. A lot of checking out of that range, about 60% check after the check raise. That's kind of surprising to me, right? But it just indicates that his range goes rather polar, which means that he's going to shift to a larger size. So he basically plays pot or check here. And you can see that the majority of his potting comes from his full houses, his straights, and then hands like 10-9 and jack-10, which block full houses and straights. Uh, they also have the ability to improve, of course, or to approve, of course, approve, improve, improve, improve. Uh, improv, right? Improve on um, improv, whatever. Uh, and then the only exception would be the ace eight of diamonds. So this is a hand that is going to kind of yellow it with a little bit of equity. It comes at a really high frequency as does king six of diamonds. Um, the king six, I, I understand a little bit more. Oh, I guess they both have straight draws. Mm -hmm. um, one is just to the ass end in the ace eight, but it is to the nut end in the flush draw combo. Okay. So we come through with the check. What does our range want to do? B40, spot on. You fucking nailed it. Good job, Jonas. Right. Well done, sir. Your sizing scheme is excellent in this hand. Now, whether or not you're finding all of these bets is a different story. Do you have the king four of diamonds, the king six of diamonds, king seven, etc.? I hope so, because they're all pure bets if you get here that way. King 10 is pure, of course. We're building around our value, so our straights are betting pure. You can see that our bottom full houses like jack nine is a pure bet. Jacks and queens are very high frequency bets, including our combo, which is actually pure. Uh, finally, our over pairs are rounding out our value, as is our ace 10, all of which are doing a lot of bluffing with the exception of the nut flush draw. Reason being, we have too much equity with the nut flush draw, so we're pretty happy to blast off with like ace 10 of hearts, etc. So about half the time we're betting for 40%, nailed the size. Uh, now we look at the response range, another very high frequency check raise. <laughs> the double check raise. Well, this is because a lot of his checks still include some nutted hands, mm -hmm. and you want to be able to reduce the SPR so we can actually play all in on the river. 
right? Because as it stands, we're going to arrive at river with about 160% pot if we enter through a call. Mm -hmm. But if we check raise half pot, then we get there with about 75% in the pot. And we have very easy jam with our value, right? right? So you can see the check raising range, again, built heavily around value. More, more specifically, like a little bit of the susceptible value. King 10 for straights, a little bit of 10-8, not much. 10-9 uh, for trips. Quad nines, uh, which is actually a pure bet, but I locked it as a mix so that he has some quads through the calling line. Um, pocket jacks, which are susceptible to a queen river, of course, uh, as well as, I guess, a third nine, although maybe that's not all that important. You still beat aces. Um, so yeah, the third nine disregard. Um, and then a little bit of like the blocker bluff type stuff, like we had mentioned previously, the king six of diamonds gets in there. The king nine of clubs, which was our backdoor hand that now turned trips and a gut shot. That's in the mix. Um, I guess our bluffs, quote unquote, are coming from like a little bit of king queen, ace queen, uh, a lot of 10x type hands like queen 10, um, you know, 10 nine, as I had mentioned, although that's kind of, mm -hmm. it, it's a bit mergy, right? Yeah. Um, and then you have like some diamond hands that don't get here often, but are pure bets when they do like ace three of diamonds. Okay. So. If he has quads, we should have expected a check raise here. If he has king 10 of diamonds, that's almost a pure check raise as well. Yeah. So we can basically eliminate king 10 altogether on the river. So now mm -hmm. he has like pretty close to zero combos. I feel like... Um, but he's if, also supposed to have zero combos of quads. Well, Yeah, but, but in practice, that's not what's happening. Correct. Right? Because like no one's double check rate like a double check raise is so strong yeah and you are so strong so why would you want to do that with right. it's hard to it, find the at least in people's minds right yeah. like i'm never going to be bluffing here so i mean like, think about it 10 9 is like your right. bluff yeah right so exactly. like your bluffs are actually pretty mergy yeah uh which gets mm -hmm. a little bit awkward so yeah i agree yeah, so with i you. think i think you're just gonna a lot of these this. hands are either gonna make the mistake of betting too yeah. small on the turn mm -hmm. or they're just gonna check and, and that's why call. you know locked it to had to for the nines to yes not exactly. always do that Okay, so now we see a river queen of diamonds, which does complete two straight flushes as well as two sets of quads now, both nines and queens. It also reduces the value of jacks, of course, but that doesn't need to be stated. Now we can see that uh, out of position basically does take the lead here. This queen is really, really, really equity shifting for the out of position range coming through the check raise check line, right? So where they were checking over half the time after check raising the flop, now they're leading out of flow here around 77% of the time. Wow. That's a lot. That is and they're basically mixing between a 40% block size and 162% all-in. Okay. You can see that the all-in is driven by our uh, top-end value, so a hand like queen-jack, which is top full house, a hand like king-queen suited, uh, which is you know a very strong top or, or full house that unblocks pocket jacks but blocks queen-jack. Um, hands like pocket nines for quads, of course. And then uh, a little bit of bluffing coming from a lot of the 10x region. So Jack 10 is doing a lot of bluffing. Pocket 10s is doing a lot of bluffing. Ace Jack offsuit is doing a lot of bluffing. Uh, actually, it's pure bluffing if it ever gets this far. And then you can see we have a tiny little sliver of 10 8 of clubs. So it's in there like 15% of the time, give or take, uh, maybe a little bit less. So you know, there isn't even one full combo, really, of the hands that beat us. So, obviously, when we jam, the response is pretty clear. But I don't think it's as clear as Jonas may have believed it to be. Because mm -hmm. in theory, not only are we calling queens pure, of course, that's no-brainer. We're calling king-queen. We're calling queen-jack, of course. 
We mix with jacks, but specifically we call with jack of spades, jack of hearts, wow. because it blocks queen jack suited. So we call that pure. Yeah. We call jack nine nearly pure. Jack nine of hearts calls pure. Okay. Uh, queen nine, of course, calls pure. You block both sets of quads. That's very important. But pocket kings, when you have king of spades, king of hearts, because it blocks king queen suited, you call pure. That's how sensitive this is. <laughs> if you can take king queen suited out of their range, mm -hmm. pure call versus jam. Right. They just have too much ace, jack, jack 10, pocket 10s. So it wants you to call with two pair. Correct. You folded quads. Correct. In a spot where like you would lose to a flush, but yeah. it should be RFC. understood. <laughs> right. It should be understood yeah. that uh, in or out of position never jams a flush here. Right. So that doesn't matter. Having two kings with no mm -hmm. diamond is irrelevant. It's more important to block king queen suited here. Now, of course, this is all theory land. Yeah. We don't course. know what our guy here in the small blind is deciding to just like rip it in with in less than five seconds for this much money. But because we don't know, I don't think we can just assign him the only hands that are very obvious to jam. Because I think there are other hands that make mistakes. Maybe he never finds the ace-jack bluff. But maybe he has the nut flush and just like doesn't know what else to do with it. Yeah. You the know? fact that he jams so quick makes me think it's less likely to have a straight flush. Because you get a straight flush, you're like... Holy shit, I have a straight flush. Wait, what do I do now? Do I should I jam? Should I do this? Right. Probably I mean, didn't think like, okay, on the turn I have a straight flush draw. Right. And the board paired. I'm gonna begrudgingly check call. Oh look! Uh I made a straight flush and the board double paired, like I'm all in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a little bit more sense that it's just quads with a preloaded line. Yeah. Right? Like, okay, I turn quads, I'm gonna check. Okay, he bet, but he bet kind of small, so I bet he's gonna try to check down on the river. Mm -hmm. Uh so now what I'm gonna do is just open rip any river. Yeah. Oh shit, it completely straight flushes. Who cares? I still have quads, I'm all yeah. in. Right. So unfortunately, Jonas, uh, I, I feel remiss to say I think you Became the white whale in this one, mm. my friend. Yeah. Uh, was that reference correct? The white is whale. It, is it Jonas and the white whale? Uh, no, it's, um, isn't it? Uh, Ishmael? Ishmael. Ishmael. Yeah. Ishmael was the captain. Jo Jonas, you're thinking, um, I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> can't you, help you out, man. If I'm you sorry. know what I'm thinking about, yeah. by all means, please comment mm -hmm. in the, uh, in the, <laughs> In the chat below, I would love to know what I was thinking about in reference to Jonas uh, and a white whale. Yeah. I don't know who Jonas is, but I feel like I might have got this one right somehow. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. If you would like to submit to In The Muck, we are mm -hmm. always looking for new user submissions. Uh, go ahead and head over to our Discord. You can find that by hitting hashtag Discord in the chat. Or you can head to uh, our actual Solve for Why Twitter account. We need to get this graphic changed. This looks like all of our reactions when we read this, uh, <laughs> this hand history. Correct. correct. Nikki's got a gun to her head. Absolutely. <laughs> Frankie's like, what Rightfully so. Uh, so you can head over to at uh, Solve for Why TV. Um, and in our pinned tweet, it has a link to our Discord. So head on over there, become a part of the community, mm -hmm. contribute a little bit while you're there. Maybe submit it in the muck. You'll get yeah. it right on air. Um, you know, Jonas, I feel for you. Okay, I, yeah. I I'm here for you. I once too almost folded quads, and uh, I understand the impetus behind you being a little bit afraid of monsters under the bed. There, 
you know and the fact of the matter is you're gonna see a straight flush there some of the time young man yeah but you it's know like what he never has a straight flush right he obviously does right but you know what we just don't care no we don't we can't hey care. yeah you'll get that hey. money back maybe it doesn't matter pay <laughs> does not matter pay 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 for the love of god pay everybody don't fold quads. Don't, don't fold quads. That's my message Rule to you. Rule of the day, yep. That's my message That's basically what the academy is about. We teach you how to right, not fold how quads. how not to fold quads. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We really appreciate you. We'll be back for our final show of the week tomorrow, as well as our final in the muck. Uh, these ones have been spicy this week. I've really enjoyed them. Um, check in here, 11 a.m. Pacific, every single day, Monday through Friday. We appreciate you as always. Thank you for all the love. Don't forget to become a member. Sign up, like, subscribe, comment below. We'll see you guys all manana. Peace.